Hello and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and today I'm a little bit down to the dumps. So apologies if my voice doesn't sound quite as excited as it does in episodes in the past. I will do my best to get into it today. And I'm still excited to talk to you about some history. Because, as you know, I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. Each day, I'm going to share a few of my favorite deep cuts with you, so let's take a look at today's stories. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365. Today, in 2010, the Super Bowl featuring the New Orleans Saints versus the Indianapolis Colts became the most watched television program in U.S. history. million people watched the game. At the time, this was about one-third of the U.S. population. The former most-watched television program in history was the 1983 finale of MASH, which was watched by 105.97 million viewers. Let's reverse and talk about the beginnings of the Super Bowl, shall we? The NFL, or National Football League, was founded in 1920. They spent the next 40 years trying to gain supremacy as other football leagues competed against them to become the most popular. In 1960, the AFL, or American Football League, was formed, and it became the most serious competitor of the NFL. The two leagues competed for fans and viewership. The commissioner of the AFL, Joe Foss, invited the NFL to a world playoff game between the champions of the two leagues on January 14, 1961. But at the time, it was just an idea, and the first Super Bowl wasn't played for another six years. The story goes that the name Super Bowl came from Lamar Hunt, the then-owner of the Kansas City Chiefs. He thinks he came up with it because his children had been playing with the popular toy called the Super Bowl. A version of that Super Bowl is on display at the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. Hunt originally said in a letter, I have kiddingly called it the Super Bowl, which obviously can be improved upon. Instead, it stuck. The Green Bay Packers won the first two Super Bowls, which made some team owners nervous that there would be long-term sweeps and the competition wouldn't be interesting or fair. Others didn't think that the AFL teams could really compete with the NFL players. Eventually, the AFL started to improve and serve as a tough competitor for the NFL teams. Around the same time, the two leagues were merging into one, but would play separately every season until the Super Bowl, when the game would decide which league reigned supreme for the year. Sort of. Basically, there was a lot of rearranging of teams. The NFL became the Umbrella League, and the AFL teams, plus three of the NFL teams, formed one conference, the American Football Conference. And the rest of the NFL teams became the National Football Conference. Every year, the Super Bowl determined the overall winner supreme between the winners of these two leagues. The prize for the Super Bowl, other than the glory, is the Vince Lombardi Trophy. Vince Lombardi was a legendary coach of the Green Bay Packers. He led the Packers to victory in the first two Super Bowl games and three of the last five NFL championships before the Super Bowl was a reality. Lombardi died in 1970, and the trophy was named in his honor. These days, if a team wins the Super Bowl, each player gets $118,000 as a prize on top of his normal salary. The Super Bowl is played on the first Sunday in February. The two teams with the most overall wins are the Pittsburgh Steelers and the New England Patriots. Go Steelers. They both have six wins, though. The Dallas Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers both have five, and the Green Bay Packers and the New York Giants both have four. 
The Patriots also have the record for competing in the most games, which is 11. Eight teams have competed in the Super Bowl but never won. The Minnesota Vikings became the most notorious example because they won the last championship bowl game before the Super Bowl started and then went on to never win a Super Bowl. The Buffalo Bills played five Super Bowls in a row but lost all of them. Four teams, the Cleveland Browns, Detroit Lions, Jacksonville Jaguars, and Houston Texans, have never played in the Super Bowl at all. The Detroit Lions seem to have it the worst, though, as they were founded in 1929, which makes it almost 100 years that they haven't made it to the Super Bowl. The Browns were founded in 1946, which is also pretty bad, while the Jaguars and the Texans get off the hook a little because they weren't founded until the 90s. Although I'd say the Jaguars have the upper hand because they found a fan in Jason Mendoza from The Good Place. These days, the New England Patriots rule the roost of Super Bowl fame. Tom Brady and Peyton Manning were the all-star quarterbacks representing the Pats at nearly every game, with Ben Roethlisberger making a few appearances as well. The Super Bowl is one of the most watched events in the world every year. Mostly Americans watch it, but it does have some overseas fans. For some viewers, the commercials are just as big of a draw as the game itself. The Budweiser commercials featuring the famous Clydesdales are eagerly awaited every single year, and the Super Bowl was also the first introduction for commercial for the Apple computer. There's been some crazy Super Bowl ad antics over the years, too. Just a couple of years ago, in 2019, Bud Light and HBO conspired for a little Super Bowl blindside. The ad began as a Bud Light ad, but HBO hijacked it midway through and turned it into a Game of Thrones ad, pleasing fans of the epic show. The ads are not without their share of controversy, though. In fact, many have been banned before they even reached the screen. In 2009, PETA was criticized for what became known as the Sexy Vegetables commercial, showing a scantily clad woman lovingly holding vegetables. The ad was banned before it hit the Super Bowl screen, but it got its fair share of airtime anyways via YouTube and other internet video sharing options. Advertisers can pay as much as $3.5 million for a 30-second ad. Does anyone want to pay me $3.5 million for a 30-second ad? Come on. We have a very special guest on the pod today. Her name is Addison Grace. She is a wonderful musician who also happens to specialize in singing and playing the ukulele. She has songs like Sugar Rush and Overthink, and you've probably seen her on platforms like TikTok. So here she is to talk about her life. Hi, I'm Addison Grace, and I wanted to share about my first ever performance with my first original song. I was 15 and had secretly auditioned for my school's talent show, somehow making it in. I remember on the day of the performance, my mom asked while driving what I was going to sing. She was shocked to hear it would be a song that I wrote. Finally, a few hours later, I did my debut as Addison Grace, a songwriter singing my very own original, Paint, in front of everyone. Once I finished, the crowd was silent and then burst into crazy applause and cheers. That day became the day I decided to pursue music, and that's why I'll always remember February 7th. And now for our final segment of the day, I'm going to be going into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on a February 7th in my life. February 7th, 2018, I went to a concert at the Warfield in San Francisco to see 88 Rising. I am a massive 88 Rising fan. I love Joji. I love Rich Brian. I love the higher bros. I love Nikki. I love Dumbfounded. I'm just a big old 88 Rising fan. I went to see them with my friend Allie. It was like maybe my fourth concert that I've ever gone to. And 
I remember sitting down and crying during Joji's set because his songs are so sad. Uh, and it was really, really fun. I loved that concert. I really miss live shows. I think I miss going to see them more than I miss playing them. But hopefully we can all go back and see concerts at some point. And it's really crazy, too, to think in retrospect that I ended up doing stuff with 88 Rising. I was on Asia Rising for their radio show, and I was on their live stream that they did on YouTube. Um, And that's wild because that was only two years after I went and I saw them. Not even. One year after I went and saw them, pretty much. (laughs) Which is crazy. I had no idea that I would be friendly with Rich Brian later on. Um, Had no idea they would send me honey for Joji's promotion of nectar. (laughs) Crazy, crazy stuff. Things happen in very weird ways. Thank you for listening. I'll see you tomorrow. If you don't mind, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and follow at 365 Days MXM Tune on your preferred social media platforms. Thanks for listening. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff. No, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 